because we're doing everything average. We train average. We market average. We lead average. So we get average results. We, if, we, if we don't want average results anymore as sales leaders, then let's stop being average leaders. You want phenomenal results. If you want excellence, then start leading with excellence. Be the example. Sales professionals, even if you're not being led that way, you could show up in excellence. Welcome back to the Good News Podcast. I am your host, Jonathan Darling, and I am so excited about this episode. What I want to talk about today is really this idea of picking up new customers and new customer acquisition, targeting new business, and how oftentimes it's approached more like Tinder and not eHarmony, and how it really it really needs to be the other way around. We need to be approaching picking up new business and acquiring new customers more like we are wanting to get on eHarmony and find a relationship versus what a lot of people use Tinder for. And I'm not saying everybody does that, but what a lot of people use Tinder for is just a hookup, a one-night stand. And once we can kind of get that in our head as sales professionals, that this whole idea is that we're wanting to build relationships and not just transactional um, interactions with our customers, that the, the ability to sustain long-term success within a particular company or, you know, find success faster as new sales reps into the industries you may be going into – this this approach is going to change their ability to find success much quicker and and we'll be able to retain more talent at our companies that are really having a hard time um, when it comes to keeping new customers or uh, keeping new new sales talent. And so you know, when we're thinking about like, man, how do we, how do we do this? Well, the first thing is, is it starts with leadership. The, the leaders in the sales organizations, um, especially in the packaging and, and distribution industry and the packaging equipment industry, there, there tends to be this conversation of, yes, we want you to go out and build relationships, but when it actually comes down to it, the way that they lead their sales teams is they lead them transactionally. They don't build relationships with the people on their sales teams. They don't really truly get to know and understand what drives them, what excites them, what what it is for their life that they're working towards. You know, that's that's why they come to work every day. And because we lead transactionally, only having one-on-one conversations, always about the numbers, always about the metrics, and, and, and you know the the profit, never the person. And then we tell them, "Oh, wait, yeah, go out and build relationships." But we only lead them in this way. Then then it sends uh, a mixed message, and your your sales teams um, leaders they are going to then be acting transactionally with their customers it's trickle down leadership it's if if we treat our people transactionally then they're going to treat their customers transactionally and i think that that's where we've missed it sometimes in you know always focusing on the customers so much and and trust me i am someone who is always on the customer side but but we we have this focus on customer retention and we've lost sight of 
of people retention. And and so as leaders, if we're if we want our customer churn to drastically reduce, if we want to help increase the success of our salespeople, if we want to get out of this this constant cycle of chasing numbers at the end of every month or quarter or year, doing all that you can to squeeze the juice out of out of your loyal customers, then then if if you're tired of that then it's time for a change. It's time for you to, to realize that that is not working. And, and that cycle, it's exhausting. And so when I, when I stepped into leadership roles or when I, when I moved into roles of, of new customer development or leading a team to help grow a market segment or whatever it is, my number one focus is on how do I build the best relationships with my team and the people who are going to be on my team that we're going to be pursuing this mission with how can I build great relationships with them so that they see when I talk about building relationships with our customers, I mean it. And so we have to start not only not only preaching eHarmony, but also teaching eHarmony and living out eHarmony. There has to be a walking out of this and not tender, you know, because, you know, with with customers that that we work with, you know, one one of the biggest challenges with with salespeople is that one they don't know who their ideal customer is. Um, sales Insight Lab says fifty percent of the prospects that our salespeople are going after are the wrong ones. Again, I'm always going to point back to leadership, but at sales, but for for us sales professionals, there has to be a little bit of ownership over that also. We need. We have the responsibility, even if we're not being led in this way, we have a responsibility to our customers and to doing the job to the best of our ability to understand who our ideal customers are. But instead, because we don't, we don't take that time, again, because we're just swipe left, swipe right, then our customers end up treating us transactionally as well. And, and we always say that we want to get out of that cycle. Well, we don't want to work with people that treat us just like a vendor. Okay, then stop treating your customers like they're just someone who's a PO. If you don't want to be treated as someone who's just a transaction, then stop treating them like they're just a transaction. And salespeople, you can do that too. Because even if you're not being led that way, you can still show up that way. And if you're wanting to be the best sales professional that you can be, which means if you are the best that you can be, you're going to be making incredible income, you're going to have a lot of freedom because financially you're going to be set apart. Your business is going to be set apart. The, the, your family life is going to be set apart because you're not going to be living in that stress. So when I say, you know, we as sales professionals, we have a responsibility to be our best. We have a responsibility to ourselves and we also have a responsibility to our customers. Our customers deserve our best, period. And so we need to take the time to understand who are our ideal customers? Who are the best customers that we serve at the highest level? Who are the ones that view us as partners? You know, and look at your current customers that despite how you may treat them, they still view, view you in that, in that light. And it's probably going to be because of that particular salesperson who's been taking care of them forever. He because he is the face of your organization. And so if he's doing it the right way, those customers that have stayed with you for a long time that view you as partners, that that view you as a valued asset to their organization. It's going to be because that's how your sales rep has treated them. 
because he's probably a little bit more seasoned and he understood that from the very beginning because we taught sales a little bit differently. There was a little bit more honor in it back in the day. And so look at the customers that view you in that light and they're going to give you all the signs and all the, the, the characteristics of the types of customers that you need to be working with and that you need to be going and, and, and doing everything you can to serve them because you believe you truly can. And because you know that you have ways that you can help them accomplish their goals and the things that they're working towards every single day. And if we do that, again, it's like, you know, even even making of the ideal customer profile, it's just like you would make a profile on eHarmony. And you're going to look at all of the things about the certain type of man, woman, whatever, that that is your ideal spouse, your ideal relationship, what you look for, your likes, your dislikes, all of these things, where they're from, all of those things you fell out on an eHarmony profile. You should be filling out the same type of profile about the best, the, the customers that you serve the best, that you love, because, because those customers are partners. They've stayed with you for a long time. You make, you make fair margin with those customers and you're not constantly being beat up by price increases or anything like that, or, you know, competitors trying to come in and undercut you that you're not having all those same conversations because they view you as an asset. You have multiple relationships within that organization. You know, there's, there's a, um, Garner says that there's anywhere between six to 10 people that are involved in a decision-making process. When, when I work with packaging distributors, um, and janitorial supply distributors about the people that they can work with within a company that they serve at the highest level. There's typically 14 to 17 people who can buy benefit or influence the purchase of their product, service, or solution. And for me, it was always, it was always I want to know who those people are because the more people I know, the more relationships that I have within that customer, the least likely it is that I'm going to lose that customer. And so and so these, you know, we build out these profiles just like we would on eHarmony because we're looking for the best relationship. And and when we build those ideal customer profiles, whether as an organization or as an individual seller, and you should because you should care that much about knowing who you serve the best, then then we get to find all of those customers that fit that profile or come close to fitting that profile. And then, and then from there, it's just, am I willing to do everything that I can to show that customer that I want to serve them, to build a relationship with that customer, and, and to start getting to know them, even if they don't buy from me right now? See, it's different than trying to go in and just immediately find pain or find ways to make up pain or whatever it is, to, and then get a PO. See, anybody can go out and get a PO. Anyone, I could leave the house right now, walk somewhere, not even knowing what I'm selling, ask them what they sell, and then go out and get a PO. I'm almost 100% certain I could. But see, earning business is different. Earning business takes a focus. Like eHarmony, it's focusing on finding the one. When you're, when, when, when you're building a relationship and you're earning business, you're focusing on the one. Not swipe left, swipe right, and 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 seeing you know what types of transactions you can have, just trying to score, just trying to get the big win, because then because then you're in that constant chase, and that's and that's why people burn out of the sales industry. That's why there's so much stress, and and it starts with you, leader, 
one, being the example of what building a relationship looks like because you should be doing it with your people. And I know, like, look, I already know that there are going to be people that go, but John, you've got to make a profit and you've got to have a lot of customers because if you have a lot of customers, look, I am not saying that you should only have one customer. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's, let's move past that a little bit. Let's, let's, let's be grown-ups and professionals about this. I'm not saying you should just have one customer. What I'm saying is, is that when you know who you serve at the highest level, then then you go and you serve them at an incredibly high level and you have tons of business and you get and, and you get to serve at an incredibly high level. There's enough customers out there that fit your ideal customer profile that good luck trying to get them all. But you know what? If I was a sales organization, a sales leader, or a sales professional out in the field, my goal would be to go and get them all because I would want to serve all of them because I know I could help them. I know I could help them. Even if they weren't ready for me to help them yet, I wouldn't like snub them and turn my back on them. I would still continue to foster that relationship. Marketing leader, that's called nurturing campaigns. <laughs> I mean, like... Like guys, this this is you know for me this is this is what drives me. This is what gets me up in the morning because I know that we can do better. And especially in the industry that I come from, the packaging industry, where there's a lot of packaging distributors and and janitorial supply distributors that are struggling with keeping young talent. They get them in, and almost it, within two years they're gone. And we and we want to keep young talent. We're an aging industry. We want to keep young talent. Well, in order to keep young talent, we have to provide them the best atmosphere and environment that we can for them to be successful. And that means we can't just do what we've always done, which is, you know, 10 days of product knowledge training and ship them out the door and tell them, go get them, Tiger. It just, it can't be that anymore because no one is going to want to come in here. And and I tell, like, listen, if if you're a sales rep and you're listening to this and you're not in the janitorial supply or packaging supply industry or even in like packaging equipment, janitorial supply equipment, that type of stuff. If you're not in this industry, I'm telling you this industry is the hidden pharmaceutical industry, right? Pharmaceutical sales used to be the sexiest thing you could get into. I'm telling you, this might not sound sexy, but the amount of income you can make, the amount of impact you can make, the amount of the 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 relationships you can make, the the absolute radical life change you can experience for you and your family if you're young. Like this industry radically changed my life. Radically changed my life. And I believe we can and I believe this is an industry we can change a lot of people's lives. And we can radically change this industry to be the industry that everyone looks at and goes, how do we start serving like them? How do we sell like them? How do we make the impact like they make? I think we could be absolutely transformational when it comes to how people do sales. Because the, the, the people that I've met in the industry, for the most part, are some of the most incredible people I've ever met in my entire life. And they're doing incredible things. And so I think that that's something that, that if, if we're wanting to keep this young talent in the industry, if we're wanting to help impact their lives like it's impacted our lives, it's getting harder for them. And, and I don't think that we train them very well. We give them 10 days of product knowledge training. Still, this was me almost, almost 15 years ago. 
Here's 10 days of product knowledge training. Go get them, Tiger, with a sales territory, a sales plan, and zero customers. And it's like, well, it's sink or swim time. That's not how it works anymore. And yeah, a lot of us have survived. And a lot of us became bitter because of it. But then there's still some of us that ha- that that have had it change our lives so much that we truly and honestly care for the Jan Sand and packaging distribution industry and the packaging equipment industry and the the packaging consumable manufacturing industry. Like I've got great relationships with people who make stretch film and and Carla, uh, Carla Thorne is one of my favorite people in the world. I would not be doing what I'm doing today if it wasn't for Carla and everything that she taught me and the relationships she built with me and the relationships she would build with her customers. She was such an incredible example of just someone who was radically making an impact in the industry. Oh, and by the way, she made an incredible income also. It is possible. It's not an either or. It's a yes and. And, you know, when I when I find out that people in the industry don't know who Carla Thorne is, Paragon Films, shout out, what's up? Sponsorships are available. But she is the greatest ambassador in stretch film. And when people don't know her, I'm like, oh, you need to. Carla, what she taught me, the relationship that she built with me, the mentorship that she gave me, the belief that she had in me, it radically changed my life. And and I would not be here if it was not uh, a big part of of her leadership, guidance and, and mentorship and her and her friendship. Still friends today. Love you, Carla. But I but like that's what we can do for these people. We can radically change the way that our customers view us. We can we can change our customers' lives by help truly being concerned and caring about helping them accomplish their goals. If it's to be more sustainable, if it's to be more efficient, if it's to be, you know, whether it's OEE, what, whatever it is, we can help them do that. And I truly believe the things that we sell in this industry make an impact. Or if, if for the sustainable crowd can make less of an impact. See what I did there? But, but it's the truth. But it's but this industry needs a remix. It's time for a change. It's time for leaders to step up and start leading this way. The old guard it, in the way that it was done is what got us here is not going to get us there. And there's a lot of companies that are struggling with that. We market that way. We talk about our company that way. We put ourselves in a transactional position. And I think we can do better. And and it starts with the leader. It starts with a little bit of self-reflection. Company company owners, presidents of distribution companies, it's time to it's time to do something different. If you if you you know, industry average, I think at one point was like one and a half to two percent growth year over year. And I'm not counting in like acquisition. That's just from consumable supply and equipment sales as a distributor. And be like, well, that's the industry average. Well, guess what? That's because we're doing everything average. We train average. We market average. We lead average. So we get average results. We, we if we if we don't want average results anymore as sales leaders, then let's stop being average leaders. You want phenomenal. Results, if you want excellence, then start leading with excellence. Be the example. Sales professionals, even if you're not being led that way, you could show up in excellence. When you show up average, you get average results, and you're constantly chasing. 
And I don't know about you, but I wasn't born to be average. But average is easy, and it gets us by, but it stresses us the hell out. So if we want to be excellent sales professional, be excellent. Do the things that you should be doing to be excellent. Sorry, if you can't tell I'm passionate about this. But this is what we have to do. More e-harmony, less tender. <laughs> you know? More let's find my perfect match, not swipe left, swipe right. And I believe it's possible. And the good news is, it is possible. It's possible for us to change. So look, I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to this podcast. Uh, we love you here at the Good News Podcast, and we're so grateful for you. Um, if you've got any questions, if you're ready to change the way that you lead, change the way that you sell, change the way that you market, if you're ready for a remix, then let us know. We're here to help. That's what we do. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time.